Welcome to episode 16. Today I'm chatting with Rebecca Hayden. Rebecca is a mindset and business coach. She guides her clients to rewire their subconscious thoughts and create powerful behavioral changes so that they can reach their business goals and step into their superpower. Her real passion is helping ambitious female entrepreneurs create unstoppable confidence so they can show up as themselves, create more visibility in their business, and become fully booked online. I'm so excited to chat with Rebecca today all about mindset and stepping into your full power so you can grow and scale your business. Hi there, I'm Isabel Kateman and I run Stripe Dog Creative a website strategy and design firm dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs create strategic and elegant websites so they can attract their dream clients, raise their prices, and scale their businesses. I'm so excited to have you here for the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast. Tune in each week to hear practical business advice, tips on embracing and learning from failure, trust me, it's going to happen, and real talk on trying to create a balanced life as an entrepreneur for my guest experts and, of course, from me. Ready to turn those dreams into a reality? Let's do it. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for this episode. Thank you for having me. I cannot wait. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is going to be awesome. I'm so thrilled with everything that you're talking about. I feel like, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we got on this episode, but I'm in the midst of kind of doing everything that you help your clients with. So I'm really excited to talk to you because I think it's so important as people want to start scaling their businesses and really thinking like a CEO and taking that next step. So I would love for you to tell everyone how you got started and what your journey was to get to where you are now. Yeah, I love this bit. I love talking about the journey. Um, so before I became a coach, before I did my hypnotherapy qualifications, NLP, the works, I actually lived in England. Um, I live in Australia now, for those who don't know. And I was a professional performer. So I did the whole singing, acting, dancing from probably around the age of three. That's all I ever wanted to do my whole life. You know, it was in the stars written in the, you know, written in the sky. That was all I ever wanted to do. Uh, went to stage school, got an agent, worked professionally. And I started to realize just how unhappy I was. Like it was my be all and end all like career. It was the only thing I ever wanted to do, like I said, but my mental health was so bad. And I don't think I realized how bad it was until I started to learn kind of more about the mindset and learning, you know, all the things that I've you know, achieved and and been qualified in this year and last year. And yeah, I was just so unhappy. And I made the decision to actually walk away from the performing arts industry, which was huge for me, because like I said, it was the only thing I ever wanted to do and move to Australia on literally no plan, no nothing. Like me and my boyfriend packed up and moved here. And it was the best decision ever because it was kind of like, okay, now I can, you know, press the reset button. I can start again. What do I want to do? I started blogging actually when we first came out, just kind of teaching people about mindset and the things that I'd learned in my performing arts career. And it was really helping people. You know, I get messages being like, oh my God, I use this today or this blog really resonated. And I was like, wow, there's the scope here. There's actual scope for me to make this something. And then the business was born. And that's where it came from. I just love how it was like so in synchronicity with, you know, the choices that I made to get to this point. I just, yeah, it it was fate, I believe. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think so many times 
we don't realize as we're making choices or as we're thinking to ourselves, like, okay, like, fuck it, let's just see what happens. And then you realize like, you know, years down the line, like, oh my goodness, if I hadn't done that, or if I hadn't done this particular thing, or if I hadn't taken that chance, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I think that's, what's so cool about entrepreneurship. I love, this is like my favorite question that I ask all of my guests because nobody is ever like, oh, I majored in exactly what I do, graduated college and then started this <laughs> business. Like everyone has this like super winding road to get to where they are. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It was, it's so true. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and she was talking about, you know, all of these, you know, roads that we have available to us and which one we choose to take us to our higher self. And that is something that I do a lot with my clients, you know, tapping into your higher self and what that looks like. And I was like, man, she knew back then she knew that I needed to be in Australia. Like, and you know, all of the amazing things that's happened since then, it was honestly the the most scariest decision. I'm a massive home, a home bird, my mom's my bestie, you know, like it was a big decision for me to make, but literally the best decision ever. And I still say that to this day. So (laughs) that's amazing. I love that. So tell us a little bit about the amazing transformation that you help clients work through. And I know you also mentioned NLP, if you could just kind of explain what that is as well. Yeah. So I use two techniques to, um, two kind of modalities in my business and that's hypnotherapy and NLP which stands for neuro-linguistic programming so it's very much the language that we use um, how we think and kind of what behaviors and thoughts and feelings and actions we take because of that so it's a really really powerful modality both hypnosis and NLP really and really tapping into the subconscious mind the subconscious beliefs that we've taken on in the past And how we can actually start to rewire that, you know, our brain is neuroplastic, which means that we can change the thoughts that we have, we can change the beliefs that we have to actually live a better life. And, you know, before I started in the niche that I am in now, I was very much like, I want to help women. I want to help women feel good and have better mindsets and obviously realize that I couldn't just have that niche to start off with. It's very broad. But yeah, I, I just there's just so much power in how we speak to ourselves the language that we use and actually the decisions that we make today how much that impacts us in the future and that's kind of using NLP and hypnosis that's really what I do with my clients rewire their thoughts change their habits and really look to step into their best self like I said before yeah yeah and I think you know it's funny because I am not a woo woo person at all But I had someone a while back, maybe about a year and a half ago, tell me that I should do affirmations every day to start to kind of like believe in myself. And at first I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is insane. Like, this is so not me. But I will say that I, every morning would kind of get up and, you know, mantras change over time. My mind at the beginning was, you know, I'm a CEO and I have a team. It was all about kind of getting into that mindset of like, you know, I own a business. I am no longer a solopreneur. I'm growing, I'm scaling. And it's funny because it's like the first few days you do it, at least for me, I was like, this feels ridiculous. I feel like a total clown. And then something shifts and you're like, oh, like I'm actually starting to kind of believe this. And so that was really interesting for me. I'm still like very anti-woo-woo, but I'm like totally into like affirmations now. And I'm like, who knows what else I like is out there that I don't even you know know about until I try. But for me, it was such a huge shift and it was so important. But tell us a little bit about why and how you're seeing as mindset changes that people's, you know, especially your clients' businesses actually start to change. 
Yeah, I truly believe, and I have so much evidence and so much proof on this, that our mindset is so key to our business growing. And I always use the metaphor. I always use the analogy. You know, you can have all the fuel in the car, and I call the fuel the strategy. You can have as much fuel as you want. You can have all the oil and everything right. But if the person inside the car is not putting the foot on the accelerator, you are staying still. And I see a lot of people who have their businesses right at the beginning who don't believe in themselves, who don't believe that it's going to happen. Um, you know, a lot of my ideal clients before they start working with me, they they very much are in the mindset of, is this going to work? You know, am I going to be my vision board? Am I going to do the things that I really dream I'm going to do? And actually coming from that mindset, you basically are setting yourself up to fail because with our mindset, we have a little section in our brain called the RAS, which is the reticular activated system, which is an actual system that we have in the brain, which very much will tie into the affirmations that you were using because that was where your focus was going. And that's why things started to change for you. You know, when what we focus on is what we get, that is what the RAS does for us. So you might have bought a car and you're like, no one else has got this yellow car. I'm the only one with it. And you get in the car and then you see like 20 others and you're like, how? I've never seen this before, you know, because you're bringing that focus in. So I find when, you know, new business owners and I was very much in this place and hey, I knew all the tools and techniques back then. And I was still in that place. I was very much in the victim mindset. Why is everyone else doing so much better than I am? Massive comparison this is never going to work. You know, when's it going to be my big break? That's where I was. And obviously I was just bringing more crap into the business because that's where my focus was going. So I really do believe that you having belief in yourself, you having trust in yourself and showing up in that way. Um, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, from the visibility work that I do, which I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, further along in the podcast, but you know, they, they show up online and they're like, Oh, please, please buy my things. And, oh, maybe, maybe you want to do this with me. And I'm like, nah, no, no, no. Like people know and feel that. So there is so much power in you doing mindset work, whatever that is, you know, whether you literally just start with journaling stuff that's going on, it can literally start with that. I just have seen the shift in so many clients from them believing in themselves and trusting. And Hey, I saw it in me too. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I, act, I had the same shift, and I, it's so sad, honestly, because I think for people, I think a lot of business owners start with kind of like imposter syndrome and being terrified because it's scary to kind of start something new. But I, it's so sad because it's like I look back, um, you know, I was a wedding planner before this. I, you know, have been in this business for a while, and when I first started the wedding planning, it was like I was bending over backwards for clients, right? I was answering text messages on Saturday night at 10 p.m. And I was like, I am there for you no matter what. And I'll customize any package. And I thought that that was the way to win them over. And what I think is so interesting is it's almost sad because it's like at that point, you're so desperate for business and you actually really need the business more than someone who's successful. But because your mindset isn't there and because you wrongly think that that's what you're supposed to do, you don't get the business. And then it's like, as soon as your mindset catches up to you and you start thinking like a CEO and you start thinking like people would be lucky to work with me and it needs to be a great fit. And, you know, I can really help people and I should be, you know, very sparing with my time. My time is valuable. Then the clients start to pour in, but you don't need as many of them anymore because they're pouring in. And so it's just, 
it's such a sad juxtaposition when I look back on it because I'm like, oh my God, like I must have come off as so fucking desperate. But you you don't realize it at the time. You're just thinking, like, oh, I'll just try to fake it till I make it and you know, be as helpful as possible. Yeah, I love that. I was definitely there. Like I am a serial people pleaser. I have been my whole life. My mom is the same. All of my mom's sisters are the same. My nan, like I grew up around a lot of people pleasing and I really found that come to fruition when I started my business. And like you said, it's that it's almost that desperate energy when you first start, because, you know, you want you are looking for that validation of, you know, is what I'm doing? Is it working? Is it going to work? Like you are looking externally, which, you know, is the first thing that I make sure my clients are not doing but it is that desperate energy. And I was literally like, anyone who will have me, like, come on in, like, I'll take everyone. And like you said, you know, answering left, right and center. And I know my clients still feel like I do that purely because I'm in Australia. So it feels, it feels like I'm online all the time. I'm definitely not, but you know, I really have to catch myself still even now you know, like, no, that is not what I do anymore. That is not who I am. That is not the business owner that that I choose to be. And I think it is so important to, you know, have the awareness. I always say, I say in pretty much every podcast episode that I record, awareness is the first step to change. And then I say, oh, I should make a t-shirt that says that. I say it every time. Um, but, you know, like <laughs> it is that awareness that you need to really catch yourself and go, Mm-mm-mm. like, that is not who I am stepping into as a business owner from now on. Yeah, I think that's so important. And so, you know, as as people are coming to you, let's say you get this new business owner and they're they're desperate, you know, they have bills to pay, they're they're lowering their prices, trying to, you know, undercut people just because they're desperately kind of trying to get clients. What are your steps in kind of really helping them with that mindset work? And what are some tips that you have, you know, for people who are either new business owners or even just people who are established but still really struggle with this type of like imposter syndrome? Okay. So there's a couple of things. I'll, I'll speak about this, this first one. Um, and it goes back to the external validation. So, you know, I believed this amount of money is going to give me this feeling, this amount of clients is going to give me this feeling. Um, me having this amount of followers is going to give me this feeling. And Hey, I did them all. It didn't give me the feelings. Like I still like, you know, it just, it doesn't happen that way. And I think we very much, you know, before I started in the niche that I'm in now, I used to work a lot with weight loss through my hypnotherapy. And I heard it so often, you know, when I lose 10 kg, I am going to be so unbelievably happy and you lose 10 kg and then there's something else that you want. So you're still not happy. So for me is really checking in, you know, what do I believe the clients are going to give me? What do I believe the money is going to give me? And really listen back to those answers. Is it security? Is it freedom? Is it happiness? Is it self-worth? Is it feeling that you are good enough? And actually then ask yourself, how can I make that happen today? Like, how can I make those, like, not make myself feel those feelings, but, you know, how can I bring those feelings into today rather than waiting for an external? Because actually when we do that, we're in, um, I kind of talk about vibrations again. I'm not like a manifestation-y, like I do like woo-woo, but I it's I'm very action and masculine in the way I teach. But you know, we we raise our vibrations and step into who that person is who's got the clients. Like, how does she behave? How does she act? How is she feeling every day? 
And it was just silly things that I did, you know, like I brought myself some Ugg slippers, like this just sounds ridiculous, but they're like these fluffy slippers that make me feel like a boss, like an absolute boss. And I started wearing them and I was like, this is who I am now. Like, this is how I walk around. This is how I behave. And actually, you know, you said earlier, you know, the whole fake it until you make it, which I really hate. And I always used to use act as if, but I started to say be as if, you know, be as if that is already your reality because you you do raise your vibrations, your mindset comes with you. You're having less thoughts of, oh my God, it's not happening. And you're having more thoughts of, oh, like I like this new Becky. Like, you know, this is the Becky business owner that I want to be. So I literally would start there. You know, what do you think you are going to get when the clients are consistent? And I'll tell you like, hey, consistent clients, like it's not a walk in the park, guys. <laughs> you know, Like I've gone from being the desperate coach to, you know, having so many clients and consistent clients through Instagram week in, week out. And I've had to step, I've had to up a level with that too. Like it is not something that you just take on and then you're like, cool, done, finished. You know, it's, you, you are always working on your mindset, I believe. So definitely where are you thinking is like, what are you thinking the external is going to give you, make it happen for you within? The second thing I would do is really look at the limiting beliefs that are holding you back because our subconscious mind runs 95% of the show. So 95% of our day is subconscious, which means that if you've got beliefs in there that say, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to make it, this is never going to happen, that is what's going to play out. You know, your subconscious mind is 95% in charge, more or less. And like I said, it's neuroplastic. So, hey, we can change it, which is the most exciting bit. So I would have a look at the limiting beliefs. And this is what I do. I use a technique called timeline therapy, which, you know, allows us to go back into past experiences. We usually take our biggest imprints on from the ages of zero to seven, because we don't have that analytical filter between our conscious and subconscious without going too far down the uh, confusing route. But, you know, have a look at what limiting beliefs are holding you back. And I would either like I would 100 percent recommend working with a mindset coach like this isn't me selling my services. Anyone, you know, will be able to help you. But really kind of knowing what that belief is. Do you have physical evidence? Like I always say to my clients, do you believe that as much as you believe gravity is real? You know, is it happening for every single person on this earth? And if the answer is no, then it's a limiting belief. You know, it's a belief that you've taken on. So really starting to move through that, journal through it, pick a new affirmation, do the work to remove it. That's where I would start. That was the biggest, longest answer ever. I'm so sorry. No, that was was perfect. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, as you were talking, I think there's two things I want to say. First, having a coach, I think is any coach, a coach that that fits with you, a coach that kind of works with, with whatever you're working with, whether it's someone like you or somebody else is I think so important. There was actually, I'm in a few Facebook groups and there was actually a Facebook post that I was looking at last night. And it said of the people in this group, the people who are making seven figures, not six figures, seven figures, what is like the one thing that got you there? Like, what is the one thing you credit with really accelerating you there? And I'd say like 95% of the answers were get a business coach. And I, I actually have two business coaches right now Um, One is more of like a group coaching program. One is like a one-on-one and it is life-changing. Like just finding the people who 
not only can like believe in you and who've done it before and can help, but also the people who hold you accountable. Like I cannot, I actually really like the group program because you see so many other people going through the same things, but it's like the amount of times that someone will submit a question or be in a conversation with the coach and they think it's one thing or they're making an excuse for something or, you know, they're, they have a limiting belief, but they don't want to admit or don't realize it's a limiting belief. And then you just, you have this like third party that's objective that can like hold you accountable. It's the same way, you know, this is not the topic, but it's the same way I feel about a therapist in life. If you're going through something, it's like, it's just so important to ask for help and raise your hand because I think as solopreneurs or, you know, as whatever, as a CEO, as business owners that are essentially alone, right? If you don't have, you know, a partner, a team or, or whatever kind of helping you up at the top, it's scary. And it's also very uncertain. Like the amount of times before I had a coach that I would just sit and like things would swirl in my head for 20 hours. And I'd be like, this is insane. Like, who can I talk to about this? That'll understand it. And so I think it's so, so important to do that. And then just a second little thing in terms of the affirmations, one of the biggest things that's helped me is I actually have a little post-it note that I'm staring at right now on my laptop on, it's like a little dog post-it note has little dogs at the top. And it literally says, I have a team, I'm a CEO, I'm an expert, because I think it's so important as you were saying to kind of be those things. It's not faking it till you make it. It's not hoping that you one day get there. It's like literally waking up like you were with those like Ugg slippers when you put them on and basically (laughs) being like, this is who I am now. Like this begins today and this is what I'm going to embody. And I think that is so important. And it's such a shift once you get there. Like I think once people, and as you were saying, it's constantly evolving. You will come up with some client that has a problem or something will go wrong. Oh, you'll realize you need to work with different people. There's always something as a business owner, it's never done. But I think it's so important to start on that mindset work with an external party because they're going to get you there so much faster. Yeah. It's literally like a, a like a speed ticket, you know, when you're like a, a, a roll, a, like a ro- roller coaster park, wait, theme park. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. A roller coaster park. You're at a theme park and you've got like the, 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 like the special pass. It's almost like that. I Yeah. That gets you to the front of the line. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And especially the, the accountability. Like I literally had a message from one of my clients yesterday and she was like, there's something about working with you that just makes me want to take so much action. And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Like I think I shared it on my Instagram and I was like, this is the best DM ever, but it is that action taken. It is that being accountable. And like you said, you know, we don't have the boss over our shoulder. We don't have the, the check-ins or the, like, I've never really worked in corporate because of obviously being performer, et cetera. So I don't really know the lingo, but um, you know, like the, the, the monthly, you know, feedback and on all of that, like we don't have that. And, and actually, you know, holding yourself accountable. And I do believe that there are times in your business where it is good to go alone, but only when and only when you've had that experience and you've got the information that you need and you're like, right, I'm going to run with this. And I did that this year. And now I've got to a point where I'm fully booked and I'm like, okay, now I've got to scale to, you know, multiple six figures and I don't know how to get there by myself. And I've invested in a, you know, in a really high investment, high ticket coach for, for going into next year. So I just really do believe in that support, in the accountability, in the cheerleading. Like I am the biggest cheerleader for my clients. Like they will all, they all say it and, you know, and they're like, oh my God, I don't know how you hold the space for all of us. But I'm like, but that's, you know, that's part of who I am. That's part of the experience that I want you to have. So it's just so, so important for you to, you know, seek help 
where you need it and where those holes are in your business that you may not have the knowledge for. And hey, that is okay that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent completely agree with you. And so I know when you're working with clients, you do a lot of mindset work, but then you also do a lot of visibility work. Can you just talk a little bit about what that visibility work is and how you see them going hand in hand when you're helping clients? Yeah, definitely. So it's very much being on social media. So it's taking the mindset and the energy and the the person that you are and then being able to show that online because a lot of people have this kind of stopgap where they're like, what do I say? How do I say it? I just don't know. Like it's very scary sometimes. And, you know, we all have things that have happened in the past, whether it's a meeting that you spoke up in and someone knocked you down or I always talk about the school nativity, you've had a bad experience, you know, whatever that is when you were younger and you tried to speak up and then everyone laughed at you. There's so many things that we go through and I see fear of judgment come up so, so much, especially on social media, because you are, you are your business in the way of you are the brand. You know, a lot of us do have personal brands and I think it's really important for us to to be that person and show who we are because, you know, inevitably most of my clients are buying into me, not like they're buying into me as well as the things that I do in my business. So I really saw this gap and as being a performer before, I was like, Hmm, how can I bring both of my worlds together? How can I bring my coaching world and my performing world together and really be able to, to put that into something that will help people And that's kind of where visibility, it actually started as confidence. And then I kind of saw this like gap in the visibility market as such to to really help people get online. And I actually come to it, come from it from a point of visibility is the vehicle that can get us consistent clients, that it can get us the the things that we really, you know, we write down as goals, et cetera. And I do believe that being visible is a massive part of that. Of course, there are other things and I talk a lot about content and, um, you know, speaking to the right people and whatever that is, ideal client and all of that sort of stuff as well. But inevitably, like you need to be showing up and speaking about your services and being really confident in that. So that's where I come from for visibility. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And so when you're working with clients, if there's somebody who's kind of gone through the mindset work, they believe in themselves, you know, they're, they're fully there, they're embodying it, but they're really nervous to be on camera or they don't know what type of content they should produce. What tips do you have for people to kind of get over that? And how do you help clients get to that end goal? Yeah. So the first thing, and this is the thing that I always start with, and it's a bit of a thing in my community because I've coined it. It's called the, it's, well, it's a, it's a document that I have that I go through with my clients. It's called the ideal client clarity Bible. And it really allows us to really get in deep with our ideal client. And I see a lot of surface level content. And I think we're getting a little bit sick of the five ways to X, Y, Z and three ways to do this. Like people are just scrolling past it now. It doesn't stop the scroll anymore. I don't believe like, again, I could be wrong, but like really, truly getting in and making our ideal clients feel seen and heard. And that is where I start because you can be as visible as you want. You can be online 24 hours of the day, but if you are not talking to your ideal client, you are just, you might as well not be there. So I really believe kind of knowing that first and getting so clear on that, you know, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? What behaviors are they doing or not doing that you can actually, you're the answer to that. So that's where I start. And then we'll go into, you know, a couple of things that I do 
one of one of my favorite ones is kind of speak to your Instagram, speak to your stories as if you were speaking to your best friend. And sometimes when people do get a bit nervous, I get them to print out a picture of someone that they feel really comfortable with or that they really like. And I get them to stick it on their computer or stick it on their phone or behind the phone. And I'm like, right, speak to them, tell them that, you know. And for so long, even with my podcast, and I still do it now, I have one person that I have in mind every single time I record. And I do it for her because I know, hey, she's like perfect client, dreamy client. And I literally record it for her every single time as if she was listening. So that's a really good trick that help people just feel a little bit more comfortable because you are speaking to that best friend or your family or, you know, whoever makes you feel really comfortable. And the third thing, which has just popped into my head, is just really make it about your audience. I find a lot with visibility. It's like, oh, my hair doesn't look good. Oh, I hate the sound of my voice. Oh, did I do that right? And I'm like, you're making it about you right now. And you need to make it about the people that you're speaking to, because that's why you started your business. You know, unless you are just an influencer, which I know no one here would will be listening <laughs> if they were, um, you know, we're all business owners. We started a business for a reason. Go back to your why, you know, why is it that you are showing up on social media Is it for you to have a good hair day or is it for the person who is listening who really, really needs to listen to that today? Make it about them, not about you, is what I say. Yeah, I love all of that. It's funny because basically what I do with all of my clients and my website copy is exactly what you're doing here. It's like it's all about connecting emotionally, building those no like and trust factors going right back to your why, really explaining from an authentic place of like why you started this business, why it's important to you, why you love what you do. So yeah, I think I think that's so important. And and that's I love the I love the like print out a picture of your best friend or imagine you're talking to them. <laughs> I think that's really cool. I may end up doing that. So when you're talking to people about visibility, do you have sort of like one definition of what being visible means or like what that means from a marketing perspective? Is there kind of like one platform you recommend or a checklist of things people should be doing? Or is it more like specific to the business owner? I think visibility is very specific to the business owner. And the only reason why I say that is because we all have different lifestyles. So for instance, for me, the only thing I look after is my dog, Finley. So I have, you know, I'm full-time in the business. Yes, I have lots of clients who I, you know, who are my first priority, but I can show up on social media very easily all the day, every day. I don't really have anything else going on outside the business. So for me, being visible a lot is very easy, but then I have clients who have a nine to five, they have three kids, they have, they're trying to grow their business. You know, that's going to look very different to what I'm doing And, you know, I think gone are the days of the cookie cutter type strategies. You know, I really love to be able to mold my strategies that I've, you know, that that have worked for me and that have grown and really grown my business and then go, okay, this is what I've done. This is what's worked. How can we make that work for you? You know, what does that look like for you? So I tend to do that you know, individually. And I do group programs for visibility. And again, you know, we work individually in the group program. So I do think it comes from a place of, you know, how do you want it to look for you in the way of visibility? And there is so many things that you can be doing to be visible all the, you know, omnipresent, I call it to be there where your clients are looking without you having to be online all the time. Um, You know, like the last two weeks, I'm feeling tired. Christmas is coming, you know, like we're all on the wind down. 
I haven't shown up as much as I usually do. And I said it to my client the other day and she was like, really? Like you've been there every day. And I'm like, that's the trick, (laughs) you know? So there is so many things that we can do um, that allow us to be visible in that sense. But yeah, I think there are a couple of things, obviously, that are uh, the same. Like I said, the ideal client, really getting to know that. I live predominantly on Instagram. It's where all my clients come from. I'm not a massive fan of Facebook, if I'm truly honest. I I feel like I fell out of love with it. So I just kind of, I am on Instagram, but there are other places, you know, I have a podcast and my email and Pinterest that I do try and build. So I do have that omnipresence, but yeah, stories, always a great way to show the visibility. And for me, more than anything, it's for you to build the know, like, and trust. Like I said, people buy from people. I think that, you know, I know we hear that very often, but I truly do believe that that is the case. And you don't have to be like very smiley and jazz hands and, hey, everyone, this is me today. You know, like a lot of my clients are like, oh, do I need to be doing funny reels like you're doing? And do I need to be showing up on stories like a crazy fool like you do? And I'm like, no, like you can show up exactly how you are, exactly how you want to be. And I think that's really important as well. That was like a hundred answers in one answer. No, that was, that (laughs) was perfect. (laughs) So I know, you know, a lot of people, and I've struggled with this too, feel like if you let it get out of hand, your entire business just becomes about creating content. And I know one of the things that you talk about is that it shouldn't take you hours and hours and hours each week to create content. So just talk a little bit about that and how you help people who didn't maybe have a strategy or weren't showing up, you know, on let's say Instagram every single day, how you get them to that point without them taking like a hundred hours a week to do content creation. Yeah. I say that so often. Okay. So the first thing I do again, ideal client clarity Bible, like really getting to know them, getting to understand a lot of target market research, not like not enough people are doing target market research and then just putting content out there. And they're like, why is nothing converting? I'm like, because you don't know what your ideal clients are going through. Um, You can see how passionate I am about target market research. (laughs) But um, so that's the first thing. Then we move into, you know, how you want that to look. So I batch my content a week before I only do it, you know, one week before this works for me one because of my timetable Two, because I find that things change in the entrepreneur space very quickly. If you record a reel 30 days ago, it's definitely not going to be trending today. You know, there's lots of things to take into equation. So I always just do it a week before. And I really kind of block it out in the way of, am I talking, you know, have I got a promotional piece in there? Am I educating? You know, I really try and get a beautiful mix of value, selling and personal through the week, which is, you know, how I teach. And then I actually block out time. So Thursday afternoon, 12 till two, that is when I do my content. So, you know, I block out my my grid posts. If I'm doing any reels, I will record the podcast there. I will, you know, write my emails. And I literally can do that within an hour and a half. It does not need to take forever. You know, I'll plan my stories out if I'm being strategic with my stories, you know, if I'm in a launch or whatever that looks like. And really kind of having that blocked out time means that you're not, you know, every day you're waking up being like, oh God, what do I write or talk about today? You know, I hate that feeling. I hate it when my clients feel that too. So just having that time block for yourself where you do that. And, you know, the reason why I do it on a Thursday, and I always say this is because some Thursdays I do not want to be writing content. Like I'm just not in the mood. So then I know that I've got that 
cheeky spillover day on a Friday that I can do it. So, you know, try and find ways that you can fit that into your schedule. It shouldn't be taking you, you know, every day for seven hours. Um, you know, it shouldn't be taking you that long if you've got the right setup to really kind of give you the things that you need and and to to know where you're going with your content as well. Mm, I love that. I love blocking out, doing it weekly. I feel like I I my background in my agency days was social media strategy. So I have like a very love-hate, mostly hate relationship with social media um, <laughs> because I spent so many freaking hours doing like Phantom of the Opera social media and Book of Mormon social media that I like wish that Instagram could disappear forever. That is so cool. But I always try to do it monthly to this day. I still try to do it monthly and it's like such a beast and it's so annoying and it takes up like the whole day. And so I love that, like try doing it weekly. I've never, never thought about that. I think just cause I don't want it in my calendar every week, but yeah, I'll, I'll try that and see, but yeah. yeah, that's no, that is helpful. And sometimes it's better to bite things off in, in smaller chunks too. Yeah. And I think especially with, with your business, you know, a lot of like, and I was very much this person, I would fly by the seat of my pants. Like every week I'm like, who, what's going on this week? And, and actually that is not how people run businesses. They have a plan going forwards, you know, everything like that. And I do believe that our content should have a structure and take people on a journey. And I know there's new people coming onto our feed all the time, So yes, like having and knowing what's happening in the month, you know, whether that's the themes that you're talking about or, you know, what could you speak about in the month, but doing it weekly, it just feels so much easier than, you know, and I've tried the month thing and I was like, oh my God, this is like a mammoth hill to climb. And that's why I went to weekly. Some of my clients do it bi-weekly and, you know, there's, you can test this out. It's all trial and error on social media, but I bloody love that you did Phantom of the Offer and Book of Moments, like the musical theater kid inside of me is like, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a fun job. A little bit of PTSD from the social stuff, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, yeah. So as we wrap up here, I love to ask all of my guests, if you could go back and tell yourself when you were first starting your business, one piece of advice, what would you go back and tell yourself? Oh, I love this question. The biggest thing that changed for me was when I started to embody the person that my clients wanted to be. I really embodied the coach, embodied my message. I was practicing what I preached and that I only really fell into doing that in May of this year. And if I had started doing that right from the beginning, truly believing, truly trusting that it is on the way, I think things would have been different. Now, I'm not disregarding any of my journey because I believe that we go through the things that we go through, but I think it could I could have been so much more powerful, so much quicker if I was to really truly believe and trust and just own it, you know, absolutely own it. So that's what I would tell myself. I love that. That's amazing advice. And so if anyone listening wants to check you out, wants to work with you, how do they get in touch with you and how do they find you? Yeah. So like I said, I live on Instagram 24 hours of the day. No, I do sleep. Um, so I'm all on Instagram, all of kind of my links, um, my podcast, everything is on there and you can easily access it through the link in my bio or just drop into the old DMs and we can have a conversation. I would absolutely love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This conversation was absolutely perfect. And for anyone listening, doesn't have a coach, get a coach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Mind Reading Marketing Podcast with yours truly, Isabel Caitlin. 
If you love the show, I would appreciate it if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love hearing from all of you. Share it with a friend, family, colleague, or anyone you know who may benefit from this episode. Remember, you can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show over at stripedogcreative.com. All right, that's it for today. See you next time.